Welcome back to My Football View. Yeah, yeah. Today we'll be covering the latest results from game week 20 of the Premier League. I am Thomas. With me is Mace, the case. How are you, Mace? Man, I'm doing extraordinary, man. Just another day in the streets of Hardhead in New Britain, yo. <laughs> Living the life. Uh... Mace, what stood out for you this week? Yo, definitely had to be the Man U Man City game, man. What a game. I've been impressed with Ten Hag and how he has been able to rebuild that culture and the mentality of that whole squad because there was a lot of bunch of softies over there and a lot of people who were complaining and being negative in that in that locker room. You know what? <sighs> There's no more leaks. There's no more leaks coming out of Man U. You, just, you notice that, right? No more leaks. Yo, you're right, you're right. <laughs> no more leaks coming out. You know what? <laughs> I, I love that Arsenal won that game versus Spurs, but that... United game. Yeah. That first half maybe wasn't the best. But you know what? Let's just, just let's just jump into it. Man City versus Manchester yeah. United at Old Trafford. 2-1 to United. 0-0 first half. Then second half. Yeah. It got interesting. It ended Manchester United yeah. 2, City 1. What do you think about the starting lineup? Luke Shaw starting at left center back. Malasia at left back. Van Bissaka right back. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that Martinez that Martinez didn't start on center back, but probably then I was like, yo, maybe he's like lacking match their sharpness. That's why um, Shaw started at CB. And to be fair, Shaw over the past few games, as when he started as a center back, he's been playing well. In general, overall, I've been impressed with Luke Shaw, man. Yeah, you you were very negative about Luke Shaw. We always talk I about was. Luke Shaw. I always like him as a player, but you know what? He's finally fit. Yeah, he's able to play get his minutes. He's playing well. I'm happy for him. I always liked him as a player. But listen, sometimes when you look at it, like, for the past couple years, Luke Shaw never had a, um, a real competition. And for the first time, like, since a couple years, uh, Malasia came in. And the first few games, uh, Ten Hag didn't even start Shaw. He started Malasia. And I think that kind of helped Luke Shaw. Yeah, like, you're too. right. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, first half, City, keep possession. They don't make a, a lot of chances. They don't create opportunities. They, yeah. It seems, you know, pep ball, pass the ball for the sake of passing. United, when they go, when they go, when they attack, it looks like they're going with a purpose. They they look threatening. Yeah. Fernandez comes close. Then you have Rashford, a shot gets cleared off the line. But could he have slipped in Marshall at that he time. He could have, but that's that's the thing with uh, Marcus Rashford's game. Sometimes he could be very frustrating, like to watch him and to coach him, because he like he has all the talent and abilities, but sometimes he lags that end product, like to like to uh, to for him to step up to be a world class player. Because when he was running and he could have passed that ball to Anthony Marshall, and that would be an easy goal. But he just his head was down and he wasn't even looking to pass the ball. Yeah. Well, first half zero zero. You know what? Second half, they United comes uh, comes on. Marshall is injured, yeah. so he doesn't even co- come back in. So it felt like the game had changed with that substitution. Yeah. They Fernandez got pushed more as a as a nine. What do you think? Because it felt like Marshall, without Marshall, United weren't able to possess the ball, and the rhythm and their passing just seemed off. Yeah, because I know a lot of people criticize Anthony Marshall for his like body language, not trying, and like he's been injured uh, a lot lately. He probably lost um, pace. Like he he's not he, he doesn't have the same quickness and speed, but what does he have? He's his like intangibles, and he can lick up lick up the play between his teammates. That, that's what he's good at. Because remember, like when Menu had Ronaldo as a number nine. He was awful. Like he didn't link up no play. 
That's 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 what Anthony's Marshall's game. He can hold up the ball and link up the play. That's what he's good at. Yeah, and that's what they missed in the second half when the second half started. They missed that because Anthony that he doesn't offer that. Yeah. So City City did grow into the game. And it, yeah. It looked like they're gonna be the ones that are gonna open the game. Foden comes off. Grealish comes in. Grealish makes an impact. He scores from his with a header of all, yeah. you know, things. So you think after that goal, you think okay, City are gonna City are gonna step take it up. Yeah, take control of the game. Yeah. They're gonna take 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 it to United. But Ten Hag makes the change. Some changes. He brung, brings in Garnacho, which you know what? I'm very impressed. Me too, man. He Me too. he sometimes could dribble the ball yeah. out of play, but he's so direct. He's yeah. so full of himself. That, he's raw. He's raw. Like yeah, he's raw. he just likes that end product. Yeah. So. We gotta we gotta talk about that goal. Rash Rashford gets played in. He's clearly offsides. Yeah. Fernand he 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 protects the ball. He doesn't allow the defenders to get to the ball. And, you know everyone's focused on him. And then uh, Ra- uh, Fernandez just runs in from from deep and gets a shot off, and he beats Ederson. And it doesn't even go to VAR. Yeah, everybody knows that should have been a goal. But like as a man, you that shouldn't have been. That, that should have not. Yeah. But as in, as a man, you fan like who cares? You're happy that they score. Man City fans are probably pissed, but like we, we really don't know the exact guidelines, like of what. Well, if if the player is interfering with the play, it yeah. should be an offside, and that doesn't stand at any other for any other team except for United. Got it. And that crowd had to do a lot with it. The crowd, the players running up to the ref because they they would have given that goal if they play in Man City. No, no, yeah, no, so. no. I, I think the consistency of refereeing in the yeah. Premier League is very but that's, shady. Yeah. And you never know if it's a goal or not a goal. What could they find? What, what won't they find? But a couple minutes later, United score again. 2-1. Yeah. Beautiful goal. Beautiful Rash, goal. Another rash for the goal. Beautiful goal. But it all started with uh, Garnacho. It yeah. all started with Garnacho. Again, Garnacho. Sub impact, man. I'm telling you, he's he could be sometimes a little bit frustrating because, like, like I said, of his end product, and he there's times where he might just he might cross the ball a little bit early, but he doesn't. He dribbles, but man, he's he's a good player, and he's only gonna get better on their uh, ten hog. Well, you know, there was four minute difference between the goal. Do you think that that goal that offsides took? A mental tour yeah. on City. Yeah, they probably Man City players were probably shook by that goal. So, and then after that, it didn't feel like City were you know even creating chances. So it ends two one, and City are a big. This was a big game where you thought you know City could come out, make a big statement, apply the pressure on Arsenal who played the day yeah, after, yeah. and here you are, City lose. United gain points. Now, City sitting in second. One and United are just one point behind. Are United in a title race? Well, like point wise, they have to be. But I f- personally, I still feel like they lack depth. Depth wise, well, they just brought in with Weckhorst. Weckhorst, yeah, yeah, but, but only for six months. No, I, no, I don't think they're gonna be talent contenders. Uh, I still think it's gonna be between Arsenal and Man City. But speaking of Man City, um. Uh, uh, Man City are not the same team like like, they, like they've been in the past few years. What do you think about that? You know what? You know what? what you know? I think it it I think it takes a toll like a mental toll. Well, City City have been winning the one last two years they've won yeah. the Premier League. So 
as much as players want to win and they're driven to win, I think they want to win that Champions League that have been yeah, yeah. elusive to them. So as much as as, a, as an athlete, you you go out there, you maybe a, you go out there competing, but there's always that back of the mind subconsciousness yeah. where it's you're focused on the Champions but League. But you know what? You know what I think they're missing, like personal wise. Remember when they had like I know a lot of people were like put a lot of stick on Sterling, mm-hmm. but they miss players like Sterling and Sonic because they were like two two players that could like go past the line. Direct. Very direct, very quick. They don't have the same players. Jack Willis is not that type of player. Maris is not that type of player. Bernardo Silva is not that type of player. Sonic was a fast, quick player that you could pass the ball and he could go past defenders. They don't have those type yeah, of players Yeah, they don't have no that more. speed so as much. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, they don't have that speed. So I think they do miss players like that. What do you think about Ten Hogs? Tactic of putting Fred on De Bruyne and just that's a game changer. He learned that from the first game because in the first game De Bruyne had a lot of space. He was controlling uh, the entire game. Now he was men marking uh, De Bruyne in the first half. I think like in the first half De Bruyne like passed uh, Fred one time, but then uh, Fred did a really good job on De Bruyne. Well, you know what? Luke Shaw starting at left center back. Does Martinez come into the squad? Yes, I'm a big, you know I'm a big fan of Martinez. He's a dog, man. He's a dog. He tackles. He gets under people's skins. Like you, you know, remember that when he got under uh, Salah's skin? Yeah. First tackle of the, um, in the Liverpool game. He sets. He sets. He, the tone. Yeah, he sets the tone of the game. Man. You don't mess with players like that, yo. Yeah, and then you know what? You gotta give give a lot of uh, respect on Casemiro because yeah. Casemiro has changed that team because. You know, he you, possesses that intelligence, man. You can never teach, teach yeah. intelligence. Because you know what? The, in the summer, United brought yeah. in Ericsson on a free, and then Casemiro. And Casemiro was a Plan B option. Let's be honest, because yeah, yeah. Frankie De Jong was option A. Um, you also yeah. have to mention Leo Sandro Martinez came in, and Anthony. But I think of all those players, even though you did mention Martinez is a dog, but Casemiro, he's another dog. He's a dog, he's but he's dog. a he's a very intelligent, an dog. intelligent dog. <laughs> sometimes, yo, sometimes he be tackling like players. He tackles the players, slight tackles, and then picks him up, like gives him uh, a hand to like pick him up, mm-hmm. and gets a yellow for it. Like, yo, he just he's he's a quality player. <laughs> he doesn't like, want to get tackled next time. Yeah, so, yeah. so he's trying. He to... controls the game. Like he he's at the he, he like he uh, intercepts the ball at the right time. He's always he's he's always at the right spots in the game. He just man, he's quality. Like he lost a little bit of pace. He's not that quick as he used to be at Real Madrid, but like I say, he can never teach intelligence, man. Very IQ, very high IQ player. Yeah, that he no Casemiro. Uh, you know what? Uh, I I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of his when he played yeah. at Madrid, but also I, I we don't I haven't really watched La Liga, but seeing him playing for United. But you need leaders. You need leaders. He's a leader. Veron is a leader. You need uh, uh, Casemiro is a leader who's been there, won major trophies. So you need players like that in the locker room. So, but. Are United an injury away from a crisis? Which team isn't though? True. Which team is it? If, well, they, if, if Marcus Rashford gets injured, man, they're, they're in major trouble. If the, Casemiro gets injured, you're going back to some Scott McTominay, which, man, don't let me get starting Scott McTominay because, <laughs> god damn, man, I'm about to go bald just talking about him because he pisses me off. So, oh, let's move on to the next game. The North London uh, Derby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dar- 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 Big game. Uh, Arsenal 
I was impressed with Arsenal. Mm-hmm. They they didn't even though Tottenham did get back into it in the second half, they did create some chances, but it wasn't I never felt as Tottenham was there to the chances they made were sporadic. Arsenal was controlling the game. Yeah. yeah. Ramsdale made yeah. some couple Ramsdale. great saves, especially that one on Kane. But they dominated the game. It, it, it went to exactly how they would have planned it the day before, the night before. Score two goals, second half, make sure Spurs don't score. But you know what? Let's let's go let's go into that first goal. Saka gets yeah. down that right wing. He beats Sessegnon. Sessegnon can't, can't do too much. Can't apply that pressure because they're in the penalty box. He misplaces yeah. the cross. And Lloris just yeah. puts it behind his own goal. Hey, listen, man. Lloris, you've been a good servant to uh, Spurs, but you got to go, man. You got to go, man. It's just... you As an experienced keeper, you can't be making those mistakes, man. Lately, it's been mistakes after mistake, man. You're 35... Spurs gave you two-year contract uh, extension. I don't know why. I don't know who's... Someone's probably smoking some weed over there. Man, you got to go, man. Just go. And then second goal uh, comes down from a party party interception. He wins the ball back, plays in Saka, and then Saka lays it off to yeah. Odegaard, which which is another goal where I think Laurie should do, do better. But that was a great shot by Odegaard. Yeah. That was a great shot. And then another party also hits the post. Hits the post, magnificent yeah. What a difference party before. makes in that midfield, huh? Oh, what yeah. about if he gets injured? Yeah, you know what's very interesting? Last year when Arsenal played Spurs, party wasn't there. Gabriel wasn't there. Yeah. Big difference. Also, you know what? I got to give out, give a big shout out to Eddie Nketiah. He gets a lot of stick. Yeah. He's been quality those past he, few games. He, you gotta t- he has to be the most improved player in the Premier League. He did have a lot of chances today, but he missed he missed few of them. But he's 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 good. He's making as a backup. Runs. Who's who's a better backup than him? I don't. You won't. He got even though like he, the, um they criticized Ar- Arsenal for giving him like was a hundred k for wages. Yeah, but still, man, he's I've been impressed with uh, Enketia. He should be a starter in the, in the Premier League team. Yeah, no, no, he's definitely you know his goal record is really good too. Like he's scoring goals. He's cr- He's getting at the end of the chances, and he continues to make make those runs. But I also feel like it's it's the Arsenal system and the way they play because they're creating a lot of chances for him. Because mm-hmm. if he played for some other team like Bournemouth or like Southampton, they wouldn't create a lot of chances for him, and he wouldn't be. Or even Spurs because yeah, Kane is yeah, Kane is living off scraps, and you know it's it speaks a lot to Kane and his quality because he still has 15 goals this year. In a Spurs side that don't create that many chances for him, he's the he's the player that creates chances for everybody else, and that shouldn't be the case. As a number nine, somebody should be creating chances for you. Like Kulusevski, like Kulusevski look lively and they look different. Spurs look entirely uh, bit different with Kulusevski because he brings that he brings that directness. He's explosive. He creates a lot of chances. Mm-hmm. But like Kane, man, like where does this leave Spurs? As like what top four or like top four, top six? Should they be focusing? But they're definitely out of the title race now. Oh no, they're never considered top. Title. Well, they they started the best. This was the best start to Spurs, a Premier but, League. Yeah, but Spurs, they're, it's they're Spurs. not winning the title. They're not winning the title. <laughs> what about Conte? Does he hang around? Because what project is this? Because he's not getting backed. No, I think he should go. He should go. I, I in the fr- I don't know why he took the job in the first place. Like. Well, he rejected them. He rejected them the first time, but and then and then I guess money money talks. He money talks bullshit watch. And then he probably got promised promised 
dreams that they're not very go- they're never were gonna be. But Contalax experienced players. I feel like there's a just a little bit of friction growing between Levy and Conta because they bring like sometimes like they bring uh, Spence, right? Yeah, a young promising player that a lot of teams were interested in. Interested, in but probably Conta's looking like yo. He's he play in a championship. I'm not gonna start him. Yeah, he you know what? You know, Conta likes experienced players, play proven players. That's why he's constantly starting Perisic, even though he hasn't started in today's game. But what do you think about he, the, the the call to start Sessegnon instead of Perisic today? It I definitely was, didn't work it, out. It definitely didn't work out. But Sessegnon is another player that is, he's not he's not good enough. He's not good enough. He's been there for a few years. I know they loaned him up to Germany, but he's not good enough. Yeah, even and if, like we said, and then you. It's, Conte overall is stubborn. He always plays the same formation, even even though when they're losing, they still play the same formation. Like yeah, it looked like Tottenham needed an extra body in that yeah, midfield, and it, it, he didn't change. He didn't change. Even you know, just just you talking about Spence. Even in their what was it FA Cup game against Portsmouth? Against Portsmouth at home, at home. Spence comes in in the seventieth seventh minute. So he does, he's not even getting a look at it. Free Jets Spence, man. Free Jets Spence. Well, does this make does this one make Arsenal uh, t- title uh, yes, favorites? Definitely. It's, it's there. It's there to lose it. Yeah. It's there to lose eight it. Points clear. The only thing I'm concerned with Arsenal is like injury, obviously, but the experience. Well, you know what they did. They did bring Jesus, which is interesting. Who's been experienced plays, but like Saka, Saka, Martinez, they never been in that contention to. Um, for the win. title before, yeah. yeah. So, like, I know in the, probably in a few months later, there's going to be very crucial games. Like, there's going to be a lot of pressure on them to, like, perform. Well, hopefully they build up that that lead with the points where it gets so significant where it won't even matter at that yeah. point. Um, let's jump over to Chelsea. Chelsea definitely yeah. making the most noise. Yeah. Um, literally for all different types of reasons. They uh, they lost two one to Fulham. Um, it was Felix's debut. You gotta you know what I watched that game. Felix looked incredible. Uh, definitely a player I wish the Arsenal had gotten. He looked lively. He looks like he wants to get the ball. He looks like yeah. he wants to make things happen. He creates shots, create opportunities, dribble. Always looks to play forward. Street bowler, man. Street bowler. And then and then he gets a red card. Yeah, that's the uh, Diego Simeone effect, man. This is what happens when you play for Diego Simeone. You play like a reckless, uh, reckless car driving at you. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chelsea did come back. They 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 did. They, 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 uh, they beat Crystal Palace on Sunday, one zero. But but you know what? The big the big talking point is Mudrik. Mudrik, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Saturday, uh, it's Friday. It's being reported that here we go. Uh, that Arsenal submitted their ninety-five million uh, offer, million-dollar offer to Shakhtar. We're waiting for that announcement that he's going to be uh, an Arsenal player. Edu on Friday flies out to Poland to finalize the deal. It looks like it's going to happen. People are reporting it, and then Saturday, Chelsea execs fly out, yeah, yeah. reported by Romano and other journalists. Chelsea want to wrap up the deal. $100 million package. It's understood that the package itself, the structure of it, is definitely a way better deal for Shakhtar where they're getting a lot more money up front. And literally in hours, they're able to wrap up that deal and they tie down Mudrik to a 
year contract. It sounds like a baseball con- uh, contract yeah, yeah, yeah. here. It sounds like a death row contract. He signed. Shout to, out Dre. He signed. Top, he's he's gonna be there till 2030, guys. 2030. Yeah, what? Well, who knows what's gonna happen in 2030, man? He's locked down. I might get married. Hey, okay, you, you and Mace might get married. <laughs> But what do you think about that Mudrik deal? Because he's, I, here's a player that was twerking for Arsenal. Yeah, he was definitely twerking on IG for Arsenal, like Atari. But I kind of blame both parties. I I do blame Arsenal because it took it took him a while. Like in today's market, you have to get the deal done quickly. If you really want a player that bad, you gotta you gotta go get him like right straight away. You can't be like, because how long did it take him? A couple weeks. Like back and forth, back and forth. How how long was it? Yeah, well, it's, I feel like look, look, look what Chelsea did. They just came in out of nowhere. Bang, hundred million in the banks. Go ahead and got him. Yeah, well, the talks were even before the transfer window opened. It looked like you know, I think the first offer that um, Arsenal submitted was forty five million, and you know what? Straight from the start, Shakhtar Donetsk were clear on that price target of a hundred mil, and you know Arsenal were getting closes there. Not with the straight offer of offering ninety-five million dollars, but you know, six, around sixty to seventy million, and then add-ons. And here, Chelsea come in. But I wanted to ask you a question here because when do a, when does because you know what? Even though Arsenal didn't get the player, and as an Arsenal fan, I understand it. There has to be a stop. You have to come in, look for a player. Evaluate him, set an, a, a value for oh him, God, and then if true. if you're not able to get him, you have to pass on that player because if you overpay for this player, you create a chain where you're like United overpaying for every single player because yeah. teams know that you're gonna pay, they're gonna make you wait. But at the end of the day, you are spending that money. Just what happened to Anthony? Yeah. United could have gotten Anthony for around fifty million million, and here you go, they paid yeah, almost ninety yeah. five. So what do you think about that and Chelsea overpaying? Is that something that creates a problem down the road for them? It, to be fair, it is very concerning for all clubs, but that's that that just that's today's market nowadays. Who hasn't been overpaying for uh, players nowadays? But here you are, you paying for Mudrik, forty appearances for Shakhtar yeah. since December twentieth, twentieth, twelve goals. Yeah. Before that. He played half a half a season yeah. at FK Desna Chernyev on loan. Eleven appearances, zero goals. And you know, you we could compare to what City paid for Grealish, a hundred million. Yeah. But <clears throat> you have a player that played in the Championship, brought Aston Villa into the Premier League, is Premier League proven. Yeah. Or Nunez, Nunez, who who's played at Benfica, has had a had over. 84 appearances, I want to say, and had 40 and had 48 goals. Yeah, yeah. And has started for them, has played for them, has played for Uruguay. And here you're playing for a guy that you know. We don't know the yeah. Ukrainian league. That's what that's what I'm saying. My thing is, yo, get a player that's Premier League proven. So Arsenal's option B should be go get Wilfred Zaha from Crystal Palace, whose contract is running at the end of the season. It's ending at the end of the season. Go get him. Go thirty mil for Zaha. What is he? Thirty years old, proven player. Bam. 
I don't, I don't, that's what I'm like. I'm kind of curious why Arsenal hasn't been interest, interested in Zaha. Is like, is Arteta not interested in him? Is it the board? Like, or you think Crystal Palace would just hold out for too much money? Too much money, but it's Arsenal should have the leverage. Our Crystal Palace doesn't have the leverage. Yeah, he, he, his contract runs out yeah. in the summer. Same thing with Chassard, which his summer uh, his contract runs out this uh, summer after. But he looks yeah. like a player that that could be available. Same with Tielemans. But going back to Mirjic, I kind of like I kind of put a blame on him because, like, what's your priorities? Do you want to compete for a title, or which, or you want to go to Chelsea and not win anything? Because yeah, to, to be fair, because they're not going to come. Well, I know they bought a lot of uh, young, promising players that's going to come in like next season and Kunku, and there's a lot of gonna, there's going to be a lot of players come back from injury. But I don't feel like they're going to compete for the title next year. Here you have, if you came into Arsenal, you're probably. With with your addition, you would probably win the title. But the thing with him is, they pro- Chelsea promised him probably game time. As of if he went to Arsenal, he wouldn't start over Martinelli, and Chelsea offer him bigger wages. So that's but, what I'm saying. Like I, the, the thing is, did probably he, money, money talks, bullshit walks. But do you think Mudrik even had a choice? Because you know, yeah, Shakhtar Donetsk could say, well. Until Arsenal meets our evaluation for you, we're not letting you go. You're going to be playing for us until the summer. And here, Chelsea's coming in. They're giving the money. And I'm bet, I bet you his wages are going to be doubled to what yeah. Arsenal's paying. Yeah. You know, and, you know, at the end of the day, he has to look for his well-being and his family's well-being. Yeah. But I want to bring up something. What is Chelsea's transfer policy? What is Todd Bowley? You know, you, you know what's funny that you brought that up because Chelsea has spent with the Mudrick deal. They have spent four uh, four hundred fifty million um, in the past six months. So what's what's their transfer policy? It seems like they're just buying random players that doesn't even match their like team criteria or like. Their, does Potter have a say? I don't feel like he does. Like I, I don't feel like he do. Um, he doesn't have a say. Like Felix, was that his? Well, yeah, yeah. It uh, just feels like you know United Arsenal. Feels like in Felix. Yeah. Yeah. Chelsea swooping, Arsenal looking to get Mudrik looks like a player that they've scouted and they've wanted. Chelsea coming. If he, I feel it feels like a little bit that he might be a yes man, because like Potter hasn't won anything major. Like he hasn't he hasn't managed the top team. Top either. team exactly with money. Yeah, with money. So it's like I really, I can't really say anything. Like he's just. He I co- he coached what he coached Swansea he coached Brighton and then he's going to Chelsea where he also has coached in Sweden uh, where he yeah. did take the team to the uh, Europa League I remember them playing against um, Arsenal and I think he even got a result uh, what was it yeah he coached Oster Sounds FK yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's but, it's it's an interesting um, interesting topic because I, I they he does deserve more time. Cause well, it's been a couple months, but Chelsea's not. It's, Chelsea's not known for uh, giving coaches time. Yeah, he so. uh, Potter even mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, give me time, and he compared himself to Arteta. But but you know what? I think he's a good coach. Yeah. He needs time. But I, you know what? Chelsea and their transfer policy. They're bringing. I think it's gonna create problems down the road. But let's move on. Just, right. just, look, just look at how Potter looked before he was a uh, coach at Brian. He looked all <laughs> fresh, nice fade. And then you look at him at Chelsea. God damn, man. It looks like he's about to have a funeral. So. The pressure gets to him. Pressure, pressure gets ah, to him. Especially now, big city London. <laughs> a lot of distractions over there. 
<laughs> Moving on, Brighton versus Liverpool. Uh, I called this one. I didn't have a 3-0 for yeah, Brighton, yeah. but I did have a 2-1 to Brighton. Wow, 3-0. Another defeat for Liverpool. What about their top four ambitions? Are they still... I think they're still in the hard. race. I think they're still in the race. You got to take into consideration that Diaz has been out. Yota, who's a major player and how they played the game. Um, he's going to be back. So they, you can't count Liverpool out yet, but... In regards to a title, hell no, man. Yeah, t- no, t- they're t- dusted. They're dusted. Title, title's over. They're D- just... dusted. It's just the. What what's missing at Liverpool? The midfield. They need to like reinvent that midfield. They haven't like since 2018. They haven't bought a major midfielder. Like the last one was Fabinho and Keita, and Fabinho plays the sixth position as a defensive midfielder, and Keita plays more as a central midfielder. And they bought Thiago, who's a central midfielder too, but. Upgrading. He's not an engine. Yeah, they need an engine they, in that. They need like a Fabinho, but Fabinho's past it. He's not good enough no more. Yeah, you know what? It's I, been like literally four or five years. They haven't upgraded in that you position. You know who who was a big transfer loss? Ronaldo. He went to PSG. It yeah. didn't work out for him. It hasn't been the same yeah, for yeah. Liverpool. And you know what's also interesting? Over the versus Brighton, they brought in Elliot and they brought in uh, I forgot his name, Ben Doak, seventeen year old. That's not the type of play. Do you think they're overplaying Elliot? He's a prospect, but I think they're too much pressure. Yeah, pressure they shouldn't on be relying on a, on a young player like that. Also, could it be possible that, you know, it's always said that Klopp can't reinvent teams. He yep, comes in, that is he gets the most out of the, team, the players that he has. He brings a couple pieces that are missing. But he wasn't able to reinvent Dortmund after that really impressive run that they had. Yeah, but you got to blame the owners for that because Liverpool is not known for spending that much money on players except well, with the addition of Nunes, yeah. And Gopko just came yeah, in yeah, too. But that was like a 30, that was a... Uh, 37 well, million, 37, yeah. But should that, that money have been spent somewhere else? Midfield. Midfield. Midfield, yeah. So, yeah, but you know what? We, we got to give, give a big shout out to Brian because, you know, yeah. as much as we... Criticized Liverpool. Yeah. You re- Brighton are having a really good season. Yeah. Seventh, sitting seventh, with a 10, 10 plus gold difference. But is this the best it gets for Brighton? I would say so. I mean, they're they're not going to be that top of club that's going to compete for a title. Yeah, but they're known for like bringing in players from like it's is they're recruiting and they're bringing players for like couple millions and they're they're. Then they're selling them for like uh, 50 million, like what they did with Basuma, um, what they're going to do with the other midfielder, the Venezuelan. Yeah. There's going to be another player who they probably McAllister, brought. too. She, McAllister. Cup winner. That's what they're known. They're going to bring, they recruit players. Man, the way they recruit players is yeah. unbelievable. It reminds me of how Leicester did it back in the day. Yeah, no, yeah. You know what? I got to give, give a big shout out to Zabri. Uh, yeah. Chossard Chossard is such a big player So good And He doesn't like how he's behaving yeah. Chossard gets Gets removed from the team he, Sally March comes in yeah, Plays yeah, more yeah. Uh, More attacking now He gets two goals and assists These every You know what But you gotta give it to the board That they were able to Transition from Potter Who was so successful And they could have yeah. Sulked Into that but instead, Dizabri comes in, and he just picks up. He 
picks up, he improves that team, which is really, really interesting. He's, it seems like he has a strong personality in that locker room, and it's, it's, it's it seems like it's his way. It's, it's either you with me or against me. And it feels like as of right now, like everybody is like with him, with him, yeah. yeah. They're following all his principles. So, do you think Chaser should be picked up by a top club? Mm. Premier League proven. Was he like 30? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, well, it's very As interesting. A, I wonder how uh, which team will fit him. I think Spurs, maybe. Yeah, there what is he... talk about Spurs, and what about Arsenal? They they're looking yeah. for depth. Well, he well, he plays as like a false nine position, right? False nine. Yeah, yeah false nine. He, his primary he position. Number is, 10, you're like, saying left midfield, left yeah. wing, but he could. He's really. Would he start? He wouldn't start for any top four. No, I think right? I think he's a he's a player that adds depth. Yeah, depth. Yeah, definitely. And what what is he? He's 28 years old. Yeah. Market value at 25 million. So let's move on. <clears throat> um, Everton versus Southampton. The bottom two two teams in the Premier League went head to head. Now with a Southampton win, one two to one uh, away. It was an impressive win for Southampton with uh, Prowse scoring two goals, which. Create so much pressure on Everton. There's there's three teams with three points now at the bottom: West Ham, Everton, Southampton. Is this the end for Lampard? It has to be, man. I don't know why in the first position Everton hire Frank Lampard. He doesn't have the credentials to coach a team like Everton. It just he's not good enough. Like it's all like all vibes, passion, like no tactics. Like like to be honest, like on paper Everton has a good solid squad. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you look look at look at that about that client. They brought Tarkovsky and they they have Cody. The Calvert Lewin has yeah, been in and out, just but like, the Mary Grace playing well. It's like you gotta go. Are, like, oh, oh, you know who's very impressive that that team? Oh, no, 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 yeah, he's in. Yeah, yeah. He, wow, I'm, I'm really surprised. But one of the reasons he got the job is because he's like considered one of the best English midfielders. Yeah, ever. but like, yeah, but it's. But his Just, coaching credentials, he doesn't have the coaching credentials. Well, but you know what? Is it the board's fault? Because you know, even now, during this game, the board members were advised not to attend the game for their safety concerns by the Liverpool police. Which is very... Which, you know, yeah. a, there's a lot of turmoil because this is... Last year, they were struggling... Everton fan, Everton's a big club. They, they shouldn't be there. Yeah, they, they shouldn't, shouldn't be. be That's why I blame Frank Lampard. Like, Everton is not going <laughs> to... Compete for a title, but they shouldn't been like fighting relegation. They're like a mid-table club, like seventh, eighth, that position, like six. Like Carlo Ancelotti, I think, like took him to one time, like sixth position, maybe. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that was the highest. I don't know how he landed there too. But that yeah, was that, was, crazy. That, that was a very impressive. Yeah, but you know, was, going from Ancelotti, Ancelotti to Frank Lampard is a big drop yeah. off. Which you know what, uh, the, the board has to look at that higher. It's like, How much time are you gonna get Frank Lampard? He struggled last year. He's struggling now. Yeah, he has to go. It was a wrong appointment in the first place. Like you gotta go. Time to go. <laughs> Pack your bags. Go on a honeymoon with your wifey and kids, and just go. <laughs> like you're not a coach. You're not a. You shouldn't be just be a BT a pundit or a Sky Sports pundit. Because he is a well-spoken dude, like, but he's, 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 a, he's a, he's a very likable guy. That's why he probably got the job in the first week because they probably interview him. Was like, oh damn, he speaks very well. Like he knows the game. Yeah, he, no, no, like, like, as a coach, like when it comes to like tactics and management, man, man management, like just you're not, not here. Well, another Newcastle versus Fulham. Newcastle continued their really superb yeah. Premier League uh, run. 
after a Mitrovic uh, penalty miss, well, it hit his other standing leg, which, you know, uh, interesting, interesting way interesting, to miss the penalty. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. you know, with Newcastle not having any European, you know, cups to play in, they could really focus on the league here. Yeah. And, and it's very interesting because I feel like if Newcastle are able to lock down that top four position and have Champions League, they're going to be able to attract players. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be hard to get them out of that Champions League with, uh, with the money. It's going to be a big half uh, for them, uh, the rest of the uh, Premier League. Because uh, was it Bruno? Bruno uh, Grimmier got injured. Yeah, he it came like off. a serious injury. And he they, was crying when and he was getting, off. Uh, they're getting like their players back. Isaac just came back healthy and he scored. So and now you got uh, very Bruno Grimmier is a top quality player. If he goes out for a couple weeks, he's going to be a big miss. Yeah, no, yeah, no. He, he's a really good player. And there's going to be a lot of pressure on them because they're never in that position. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, oh, it's interesting to see if they're going to yeah. bring any, anybody else in. Well, just a um, couple of d- different fixtures that around the league. Aston on Friday we had Aston Villa beat. Leads two to one, uh, then Wolves winning at home versus uh, West Ham one zero. Uh, regarding West Ham, West Ham look like they were the club on the up last season, playing really well, doing really well in Europe, and now they're 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 fifteen, they're sitting in eighteenth. Tied with points with Everton and Southampton. Is it time for David Moyes to go? It's time to go. Once again, time to go. It was a fun ride, but you got to go. But David, he's a very conservative manager. Like, you got to bring in someone, someone who more... David uh, Moyes to Everton. And then bring bring someone that plays attractive football yeah, to West Ham. Uh, they have good they have good players. No, they, no, they they, they brought they, Paqueta, who was a who was a every a lot of different yeah. clubs, and then Skamaka too. Skamaka too, but they don't. I feel like Skamaka has been underperforming. I don't know if it's uh, because he's playing for David Moyes, but yeah, he, he has, just adjustment. But you know what? I think this team. They have you look at their bench. They and have Banramas, Kamaka, and Declan Price. Zuma, yeah. Declan Rice is going to be gone too. Yeah, it's going to be that English tax. It's going to be easy over a hundred mil for him, which could give him an opportunity to reinvest into that squad and really bring in some players that could you know lift them. But just imagine if Weston for some reason goes down, get relegated. That price for uh, Declan Rice is gonna go down. Yeah, it ain't gonna be over a hundred mil no more. But you know what? I think that 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 team before that happens, David Moyes will get fired, and you know, West Ham has way too many good players. Well, they better act that. quickly. Uh, but you know what? After that, Nottingham Forest two zero versus Leicester at home. They're just, you know recently they've been on a really good run and got themselves out of that relegation battle. And then Brentford versus Bournemouth. Brentford two zero, and. Uh, there are a couple more games this uh, game week on Wednesday. Crystal Palace versus Manchester United. And then a big one on Thursday. City versus Spurs. Do you think Spurs could uh, do Arsenal a-, a favor and upset City? Listen, there's no way Spurs are going to upset City. If Spurs, for some reason, are going to upset City, I'm quitting my job right away. I'm quitting my job. <laughs> Bank it. I'm quitting my job. Yeah, that, that one's going to be interesting. But that's that. That will do it. Uh, do it for us, guys. Uh, thank you for listening, and you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Music, Amazon Music, My Football View, and then give us a follow on Instagram, My Football View Podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, and, yeah, guys, stay fresh, stay popping out there. And here, uh, we'll talk to you guys soon.